As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Extra Connections with James Lott Jr. I'm James Lott Jr. here on my online network, JLJ Media. I have over 35, yes, 35 different series on here you can choose from, from Star Wars to soap operas and everything in between. Well, this show celebrated five years this year and I was up for an award. I didn't win, but my friends won. I'm happy for her. Um, but I was up for an award for doing this show because we are here to connect you with people, places, things, and ideas. This person is amazing. I want to tell you something. Okay, so I first knew of her through, let me make sure I say this, this line correctly. Why be a gold digger when you can own the mine? And she is not kidding. This is her life. So she's an author, got many books. She's, a tele- she's on television as a host panelist. Um, she does uh, speaking engagements, you know, a great you know, speaker. She also is a CEO and president of iFinance Canada Inc. So she's a businesswoman, entrepreneur. She also, of course, was a star of The Real Housewives of Toronto. And she's a mother of a bunch of children. So we're gonna talk about all of that. And she has a doctorate in business administration. Let me, let me just, I mean, she's just amazing. Dr. Ann Kaplan. Hi, Ann. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, good, good. We were, we were separated. I know, no, I know, we were a lot. Yeah. When we went in that, I looked at my husband and I thought, am I going to be able to stay with this guy? Like really seriously, he was a surgeon and all of a sudden he's staying home. He's not operating because all the operating clinics got shut right, down. Right. He's home all the time. And could I stay with him? But I realized partway through the pandemic that I actually liked him. So it was, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I liked his personality. I loved being with him. And I think we're stronger for it because we spent every day together. We did our own routines. We're working in the next room. We break and have lunch. We go back and, oh my goodness. I mean, I reset, but I realized that the people I'm with are who I want to be with. You know, yeah, that's me. And I was chuckling, of course, we were chuckling, but that is a real thing though. It's like, you were like, there are yeah. things you had to, you learned about each other. You've been married for a while, but now, you, now you're learning something new with this whole, hi, we're together all the time now. That's a very different thing than yeah. just being married you go off to work, Miss Ann goes off to work, everybody does their thing, you come back together for dinner. You were together yeah. a lot. So that's, I, I mean, we're chuckling, but that really is something serious. Yeah, and and in the pandemic, because I cook a lot, I don't know if you like Thai food or spicy food. I do, I do. Tons of Asian food. Ugh. And with so many kids, I've always got to cook these big dinners and, and accommodate their health and everything else. So during the pandemic, I actually wrote a cookbook and I took photographs. So I, 340 recipes in this cookbook. It's called Not Your Average Cookbook. But the funny part was, 
my husband, I'd cook the dinner at night and we'd have like five dishes in the dinner. And then we'd photograph each one. So my husband had to sit there and he had to wait for each one. So he'd have like the broccoli first. And then he'd wait, just hold on, we have to photograph it. So we'd photograph the broccoli. He is not a patient man. And then he'd have like the, the meat. So he'd have yes. the meat. Like, wait, we can't have the carrots yet. Hold the carrots, hold on, we didn't do the lighting. And then we photograph the carrots. So to do that many recipes yeah. in during like a three month period, that's a lot of cooking, but I didn't yeah. want to. So those were the dinners. Like wow. eight courses was the most we ever did. Wow. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, I mean, you know, and you do you do a big girl because you have because you have eight children. Yes, uh, merger acquisition startup. So I had two, he had two, we married and we had two, and then I, I unfortunately my sister passed away and we got two more. So we ended up with eight and they're all gone. They're all out of the house as of three weeks really four hours 12 minutes and 72 seconds ago <laughs> they are out they're out oh, you sound like a parent i love that i had i i took care of why i raised one and i was tired i don't even know how i mean you're you sitting here looking beautiful and having a regular conversation with me i'm like how do you do that with all those i mean with all with all of those kids all those years what what, what did you have a boy or a girl girl a girl so girls um Girls, I find it a little bit harder, but the boys, I mean, they're beautiful, wonderful to raise. They're wonderful. I, I didn't, well, I wasn't successful with all of them. So the, um, my daughter wants to be, to get this, she's 18 years old. She wants to give back to the world and uh, do humanitarian work. Wow. Both wear designer clothes. I failed completely. i <laughs> money. <laughs> She's just out there, like saving the world. I love and I'm it. like, put on this Louboutin shoe. And she <laughs> it's just so don't what you wish for when you go, oh, my daughter just took my credit card. Just remember when they don't take your credit card. Right, right, exactly. Die, like, save the world. You're going, oh my God, just just go. That's go. hilarious. It, girl, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness, I love it. Um, I'll get back to the parenting in a second, but you guys, I'm going back to the cookbook. So, um, yeah. so how many, how, so she said, how many dishes are in this cookbook? How many recipes? Over, just over 340 dishes. Wow. So you so, do 340 different dishes. That's amazing. Well, this is actually kind of smart because I made the dishes really easy. It's called Not Your Average Cookbook. All the pictures are funny. Like they're, instead of having this shrimp on the plate on, for barbecued shrimp, I have them actually lying on lounge chairs with a little miniature barbecue and it's kind of play on pictures and yeah, food. Yeah. It, all the dishes are made from scratch. So say you had a sweet chili sauce with your shrimp. Yeah. You could buy the sweet chili sauce or it has a recipe that you could make the sweet chili sauce. Oh, wow. So a, a lot of the recipes are showing you how to easily make things from scratch so that you could make all your foods natural. And um, here we are. None of us these days are natural. But yeah, we're eating all this natural food. It's like you're all filled up with fillers and silicone. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, I'll have the, I'll have oh my God. Pure <laughs> water. Oh, I don't uh, want anything unnatural in me. I got, I, oh my you God. Can't even, you can't even drink the water. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God. So, I love you, Anyway, 
That is hilarious. Uh-huh. And it's it's so true. No, but it's true. But it's true. I mean, that is that part of it. Especially here in LA, especially. No. Especially. Oh yeah. Come on, girl. You know that. Uh, but, but I love it. But when you talk about cosmetic enhancement and LA, I think when cosmetic enhancement first came out, um, and we were financing it. That's the business I'm in, is financing yeah, medical yeah, yeah. When it first came out, people just got filled up. Yeah. They just went to the doctors and they got bigger. Now, and doctors didn't know any better because it's just new. All these fillers and the Botox was all new. Now doctors are artists. They know how to fill. They know how to do it. And people know how to select a good doctor. So the, the part about the big lips is actually people, there are some people that go big, but it's, it's almost like people have become cars. Yeah, I agree. You have to change all the parts and refill them and do things like that. We're cars. Yeah. Our doctors are mechanics. And... <laughs> But you go to a good mechanic and you can yeah. never tell that there was a scratch. That's so true. I have some friends in the business and they're, they're good. They're good here in LA. They're good. They're good. They're good at what they do. They're really good at what they do. Um, yeah. And, and there are people who, yeah, they, they just look, they look natural. They look, they're like, just, it's just a little tune up, a little tune up here and there, you know, get a little yeah. lift, get a little lift, you know, like that stuff kind of happens, you know, it's okay. Um, yeah. I, have, I have no judgment against it. I was like, do what you got to do. As long as you feel good. Man, you're safe, then do what you gotta do. I mean, I just think it's, but it's funny, I mean, you just have me laughing about the part about how, yes, they don't, they may not be natural on the odds of their, but they're eating all this, like, I'll have, you know, the horses, you know, the, the cows raised on certain grass and that, you know, I, that kind of stuff. You know, like, I get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what is your favorite dish in a book? Do you have one? I, I do. For me, my favorite dish is uh, I do a red curry Ooh. and it's a Thai red curry and there's no fish sauce or anything in it. It's, it's oh, okay. just, amazing but the other one is doing um tofu squares in uh black pepper with hoisin sauce sounds and good to me oh really good it's really good and then i do what i get the, the nobu miso cod the miso cod like they yeah. have a nobu oh that's easy to make it's only like four ingredients oh. but it's how you cook it that makes a difference so i cook it over and over and over again till i learn how to make it really really perfect yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh my God, I love that. Mm, yummy. Uh, that's good. Um, okay, now we get to now we'll get back to the, the kids. So, what is like? What is one thing that you've taken away from being a mom to your kids, stepkids, sisters, kidneys? What, what what is one thing you've taken away from all of that? Well, if anyone ever wants to give you their kids, so <laughs> don't take them. <laughs> Don't stay away. Don't take them because it's really hard. Being a parent is a serious thing and you have to want to be a parent and you have to be willing to raise your kids. And I think that's the big thing I took away from it is my life had to become being a parent. And, but I was also a wife. Yeah. So I didn't want my husband to feel like he lost his wife when he married me and I had so many kids. So we, I just said, it's okay to have a babysitter and go to dinner. Like, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to be there 24 hours with my kids. They don't want me 24 hours. So that was important to me as to be, not to try to be everything to these guys. That's so, so you know, and, that's, and studies have shown when kids see their parents having a life that actually yeah. shows them how to have a life a little bit. Like they, 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 they're like sponges. They see everything we're doing. If you devote all your time to them and it's all about them, they don't get to see like, you know, 
you don't that you go to work that you have a job or that he does that like they don't they don't see any of that it's like well their life isn't as well-rounded they should you should be able to go out to dinner once in a while with just junior have a date night with your husband like why not it makes you happier you'll be a happier parent like, yeah or a happier person because it's not i i need to be a happy person to be a good mom it's also and when you say your kids see you having a good time as soon as our youngest son was out the door. We dropped him off and he's uh, playing basketball in the US. We dropped him off and we moved to Vegas. And they're like, <laughs> we now live in Las Vegas. And they're like, why? And it's like, why wouldn't we? I don't have to follow a script. I don't have to say, I'm gonna do the same thing for the rest of my life. I don't have to hold your bedroom for you at That's home. Right. That's with right. your basketball in the corner and your old running shoes yes. and all the whatever that stretchy stuff is on the side of your <laughs> yes. I don't even want to go in that room. Yes. The boys are. And it's we're gonna do what we want. And why not? Yeah. Just why wouldn't we? That's that's very smart. I, I deal with people in the organizing world where the parents are holding on to the kids' stuff. And the kids don't even want it. The kids have moved on and doing other stuff and they're holding on to it. And it's like, what about you and your space? It's your space now. What about you? Like you said, open and when they get rid of it, they feel freer and they feel like, ah, the world is still there. So that organizing stuff you do, do you organize people's lives or do you organize their things? Or both? Oh, sometimes, sometimes both and sometimes separate. So yes, I do both. I'm certified in, in four areas of life coaching and three areas of organizing. So I can actually just do a closet for you. Uh, today I was doing, uh, helping a person do all their wigs or organizing all their wigs. Um, and then sometimes I actually help you, actually life coach you through the process of, of organizing your space. So I do both. Oh, all right. I wish I knew you when we were just moving into Vegas because I had to do, I'm still trying to do my closet. But <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. You know, toilet paper? Yes. Which way's up and which way's down? See, I'm a person who likes to, I always feel like the closest to me is the easiest because I'm going, it's easier to tear. And it's yeah. also the closest to you while you're doing your business. So I say over. So it's, it's, it's yeah. over coming towards you. Some people, like, some people like under because they like to rip it up. They like to they like to rip up. So I don't know. I like it, I like it over. I'm left-handed. I like it over. It's easy for me to grab. That's how I am. All right. All right. But you see what I'm saying? Though? Some people like it where it's, it's easy. You have to rip sheets off, obviously, to use it. For some people, yeah. it's easier to rip it coming down. Or they're afraid it'll take too much coming down. Otherwise, others go up. But they can't really get it. Sometimes you can't get it either. You're like, I'm trying to, try to, you know, it's, I always say, I tell people, try it both ways, see how you feel, what's best for your hand, your dexterity, your hands. Um, so we have a, we have a cleaning lady that comes in and she cleans the bathrooms and she always leaves the toilet paper with this fan. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. And it looks like a swan kind of fan. Yeah. So I have her, I got this peg. I take the toilet paper off where the thing is and I hide it in the garbage bucket. And then I have another one that doesn't have fancy so because I don't want to ruin the toilet paper. <laughs> you just keep an extra one hidden in the bathroom. And I put that one back. And so it's always fanned because you only use it once and she can't come back like every hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, I know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, wait, so you're in, so you, wait, you're in Vegas, right? Yes. Vegas, Vegas is, I was just in Vegas a month ago. Vegas is changing. It's totally growing. Do you like it so far? Life is an understatement. I, okay. I love Vegas. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, I haven't driven in Vegas yet. So I have to still figure out how to do that. Okay. And it's just, 
nice people, yes. smart people, I agree. creative people. So I, I did a uh, video in Vegas. Uh, my husband and I renewed our wedding vows a couple weeks ago. And I had a flash mob breakout in the wedding. So we went to the little church in the West. He had no idea. I walked down the aisle in my wedding gown, got to the end, and all the guests were all wearing my fashion line. Oh, my goodness. And we could have music just to change. The wedding march changed the music, and we did a flash mob in there. But in order to make that happen, I had to get all the dancers, 30 dancers. I had to get videographer. I had to get the church on board, the minister, all that stuff had to happen. And I was surprised how easy it was to do and how professional everybody was. Oh, good. Completely yeah. professional. Yeah. And I've done the flash mobs in LA, in New York, yeah. in Toronto. So it was my first experience of just really easy grabbing talent. And maybe that's because uh, Vegas in such a small area has so many. <laughs> has so many talented people. I agree. I, I'm not going to say that. I figure because you're, you're just everybody's there. They're all the performers. I mean, they're all right there. But no, I, I'm seeing the arts district growing and downtown's growing. And it's like I'm just seeing the outskirts are starting to grow. I'm like, okay, Vegas, it's getting it's getting bigger and it's growing. And it's nice. It's not just the strip. Folks. There's more to it. I am so sorry because I am in a hotel. Yeah, so I, so I can't help it. I know it's going to be. Look, let me. I'm just going to put it in the toilet. Oh, no, no. <laughs> know how to turn the phone. you know i don't know how to turn a tv on <laughs> even in my own home oh my on TV, but i don't know how to use a tv converter oh that's so, so funny oh my goodness i'm sure there's other people out there who don't know how to use a converter i'm sure i'm so, sure i'm sure i'll be surprised um now i do want to mention we have to talk about it, of course the real housewives toronto um, and I said, you're hilarious. You're funny. You did, you, you did this one video. You did this recap of the season. It was, your commentary was hilarious. Um, I just want to ask you, because you, you came in there with a background that's so not reality television. I mean, you come from finance and business and they have died and, you know, family stuff. Was there any trepidation to do the show when you first got, when you first came into your orbit? Just no. I mean, I had already done TV, as you said, and yeah. then they, they interviewed me and I actually didn't know what the interview was for and kind of oh. figured out during the interview. And then when I found out it was a real housewives, I didn't, had never seen it. Oh, and, there's any, none of them? You've never seen any of them? No, well, actually, I brought my kids up without television. And so sure. Sure. I just had not seen, I've done television, but yeah, I had not done, seen yeah, it. Yeah, you've done it. So... I did watch shows that was part of the requirement. I did watch some of the shows. And then I thought, okay, if you like who you are, why would you care if you did reality TV? So if you don't like who you are, then you're not going to like what you see. So I thought, okay, if I don't like who I am, then I better change something. So I was fine with that. I thought it was a riot. I had the best time doing it. It was, And I was not allowed to tell the kids and tell the show had sort of moved along. So I had a confidentiality agreement that I would not tell kids. I could tell my husband that was it. Yeah. And I stuck to it. So when they came in and filmed, I told the kids it was a show called Eight is Too Many. And that oh, we were gonna boot one of them, we were gonna boot one of them out. <laughs> so they thought they were filming a show called Eight is Too Many. That's amazing. Yeah. And they were like, take Luke. 
And then the other one's like, I'm out of here. I'll go. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, no, what you just said is something that's really interesting. If you don't, that makes sense. If you don't like yourself, you have issues, you're not going to like to see on there. The camera picks up everything. The camera takes it to everything. You're going to hate it. It's going to be a horrible experience. Well, can you imagine what you do and you're on all the shows that you're on and all that you do? And if you didn't like you, and then you go back and look at it and you're like, I don't like that. And then you go and do it again. Right. So, I don't like me. Like I'm a real turkey. I, and then you and you go and do it again. You don't change anything about yourself. But if it's just like if you say something you don't mean to, you have one choice. You can ignore it or you can go back and change that about yourself and address it. So that's what reality TV is, is you yeah. need to learn how to entertain. And you have to look at yourself and say, how can I still be entertaining? Like you can't shut yourself off. Yeah. And and be a better person, but still be entertaining. Yeah. So. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. yeah. I told people, I said, I've had cameras follow me around before. And it's and after a while, you do forget after a while. I mean, you know they're there. I mean, you know they're there because you, you know that you see the cameraman. You get to know them. They're producers yeah. somewhere. But it's just like, but it's just one of those things where after a while, you do kind of, I mean, you're very natural in front of the camera. I, I like the cameras, my friend. I mean, I just, I just, I don't mind it. But you do after a while, kind of, you start to just live your life. You start to just like, kind of present what you're going to present. Um, I feel like, I feel like you did that. You presented, I mean, I said, there were times I laughed with you. There were times I was like, I mean, just, you know, in your, just, you had, you, had, you look like you had a great time. You look like you had a great time. Yeah, I had a really loved everything about it. And I absolutely love television. It's, yeah. Um, or entertaining. Yeah. Whether whether I'm just having dinner with somebody, whether I'm having a dinner party or just out with someone, I like I like entertaining and I like being entertained. So it's uh, why waste a moment having a conversation if you're not into the conversation? It's you know I was. I like that. I yeah. like that. Okay, so the first time you were recognized outside of the t entertainment world when you were on when you were doing this you did one season it was, well, it was only one season we did a season what you know what what did it felt like being recognized for a reality show what was that like it was like you could draw a line in the sand and i had done television before but the housewives just brings you to another level yeah 
at first I didn't know why somebody knew me. I thought that they worked for me. And I have a hundred employees in the office in Toronto. And I thought it was just someone who worked for me that I didn't recognize. And so I'm like, yeah, hey, how you doing? And, And then after a while, I realized that people were actually immediately recognizing me. And I would go in the airport and people would go, Anne, hello, or restaurants. They'd follow me into the washroom. Once I knew, once I got used to it, I actually liked it, but I didn't thrive on it because that that notoriety, that fame ends. And I did not want to be, that was what was going to define me because when that notoriety ends and I'm craving it, if I craved it, I've lost my identity. So my identity has to be how I treated my kids, how I treated my husband and my friends and my values not being recognized. So that was really important to me that I didn't enjoy it too much, but I had fun with it. That's a very interesting take. I've, I've interviewed so many other, that's a very interesting take by how you didn't make it your whole thing. Like you liked it when it was happening, you knew what was going on, but you know that this could be for a certain amount of time and you want that to be it. You want that to be, I mean, there's other things you want to do. There's other things, there's other, you don't want that to just be it. Yeah, and I was on Air Canada and I flew it all the time one time. Yeah. And one time I was on the flight after that and the stewardess came back and there was a note from the pilot. He wanted me to come up to the cockpit and I thought, oh my God, this guy's hitting on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Canada all the time. I'm a super elite with Air Canada and now I'm going to have to take a different airline. <laughs> I'm not going to go anywhere because this guy is just, he wants to get laid in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. Yes. I finally, the the stewardess um, takes me up to the cockpit to the guy and he's like, hey, you know, we have a friend in common. And I heard you were on the plane and I'm like, you mean I'm not attractive? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to get me at all? No interest, none whatsoever in me. That's hilarious. was just like somebody had recognized me and they wanted to do something in the cockpit yeah, yeah. but it wasn't you're still safe to fly on air canada you still fly air canada you're fine but that's, but that's interesting you're what you're saying because you had a life before that's what i'm saying but it was that's what's interesting for you to go well and then they but now they're seeing me on a, on a global scale they're seeing it on a larger scale in their yeah. homes that's what it is yeah it must be interesting yeah and and i have i've been recognizing hawaii and different places yeah. People are really into the housewives, they even are. in uh, Australia. So when people are really into the housewives, they recognize you. Well, it's a global brand now at this point. It's a global wow. brand. And they're all over, the, they're all, they have Johannesburg and Sydney and Auckland. They're all over the place. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And I think you're part of that. Do you feel like you're part of a sisterhood? Even if you, even yeah. if you, you don't know, it's like, just you just, you just know you're part of a sisterhood. Yeah. When I go to different places, I look up the housewives and go to see them. So it's like I text them on Instagram and go, hi, I'm in town and we get together. So I have gone together with different housewives. I even stopped in to see Lisa Vanderpump in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. And yeah, she wasn't like, I think it's, she probably gets bothered a lot. And so, you know, she wasn't mean or anything, but she just, you know, like, oh, another, another fan. <laughs> and I was like fanning on her. Yes. <laughs> I met her, I met her before too. She she actually is really nice, but like but I could you're right. You could tell that she's very popular in the in the genre. She's very popular. I yeah. met her, and her daughter Pandora. They both were very nice, but they're just you could tell they must get just all the time. I mean, these are the, these are like the top tier housewives that 
Yeah. But it's so well known. So I agree with you. It's like, she was nice to me too. She was not mean to me at all. She was very nice. But you can yeah. tell it's just like the yeah, weight well, of it. Constantly, constantly on. Yeah. Yeah. That would be hard. Okay, now I talk to you about finance. I miss in America, and now you're in America with us. I miss that my, my, now I have grandkids. They're not learning economics. Like when I was in school, you learned economics. You learn yeah. about finance. You know, you learn a little piece. Then you go to college, you learn more. But I feel like that's missing. And because you work in finance and everything, I just think, I've seen some of your talks on finance. I feel like that's where a lot of this next generation needs to learn how to manage their money. Um, so how, when I say that statement, what do, you, what, what do you think? When I, say that statement? I think they need to learn how to make money. Okay. And <laughs> okay. Okay. Because these kids nowadays, um, I think we're going to have a, a really big awakening for the younger generation that isn't pulling in the kind of money that they are used to living on. So they've lowered their lifestyle, their expectations. They're, they they can live with less, so they can pay their cell phone bill. They can uh, room okay. with other people. They can stay at home with their parents. They can have less expectation to buy a house and cars. Now there's that other tier that do really well right. but there's right. a very large number that are learning to live with less and so it's more instilling uh, a work ethic okay. in the younger generation to say and, and and we as parents have to think uh, kids don't type i mean they type but they don't handwrite anymore all right so they're not learning the same things that we learned to do and do they, do they need to learn how to handwrite is the question right. it's I mean, they're really good on computers and things like that. Yeah. Do they really need to learn all the stuff that we learned? So I'm not sure that that's necessary either. I just said, well, no, she thought you bring up that being a teacher because well, you're right. They are learning how to live with less. They are taking their time to find whatever it is that they want to do. You know, you know, for us, you know, for me, it was like I went to college right out of high school. I went to a professional right out of college. Like, you know, I mean, yes, later on, I started finding what I wanted to do, so to speak. That's my calling. But in the beginning, it was like, no, you go out to make, make money. You go out to just what you do. You go get a career and, and you yeah. sell that career and move up. And you're right. This generation is not necessarily even going to college necessarily, or they're going to college and they're just not, no, I don't want to do. I'll get a degree in liberal arts and I'll just see what happens. Like they're just, it's not the same meaning as it was for us. You're right for us. You're right about that. Yeah. You're not learning to cook. I think that uh, kitchens in the future are going to be like a little mini fridge <laughs> and, and an eating pack. And he had. Yeah. Do you know what? My son will not eat my cooking. He goes into the fridge, the freezer. He's moved out now. He'll go in the freezer and pull out that General Tao's chicken. Yeah, frozen. yeah, the pack. Yeah, those. Yeah, that's the front. Yeah. yeah. So I snuck and I took the General Tao's frozen chicken package that he threw in the garbage, cleaned it up, made the General Tao's recipe. Put the whole thing back together. I filmed the whole thing, put it in the freezer, and he didn't know. And he'll go in. I'll be cooking General Tao's chicken. He goes in the freezer, pulls out the frozen one, which I actually made, and will eat that, but he won't touch it if I make it. So he he is so used to Uber Eats, which I don't really for frozen dinners, things like that. And that's to him is self-sufficient. He's not thinking about nutrition. Not that right. General Tao's isn't isn't right, nutrition. Right. right. Not thinking about home cooked meals and the stuff that we thought was like mom's home cooked meals was important yeah. to me. Right. Kids days, nope, they want to dictate when they eat and what they eat. That's God, it's so true, Anne. You're actually you're, you're right about that. That's so true. 
I don't. I never looked at it that way. Now I'm looking at it a little differently. Now it's like they got. We gotta get the basics first before we can, before we can even teach them the other stuff. I guess we gotta get the basics going. How to live yeah. on your own and how to like be self. Because I know the pandemic for some folks because restaurants were closed, but there was still delivery. Yes, there was still delivery. So you still you may, may not be able to go out to eat, but you can still order in. And now they can shop for you too. They shop for you. you just you just type an Instacart, and all of a sudden, yeah. they go whatever store you want, and you got stuff delivered. Yeah, it's actually almost more convenient doing it that way. I know. You know, I like, I like, I mean, I get busy. I can't always do it, but I like going into a store and like walking down the aisles and seeing what I can get. And, but sometimes I can't do it. I'm just too busy. I got I got, I need some milk and eggs. I got, I got to throw it together. Do you know what happened in LA? I was over, um, what's that? Ventura Highway, that area where yes. this. Oh yeah. All the store, everything's on that street. Yes. You've got the grocery store there yes. and I'm grocery shopping. I was down there visiting one of my sons. They went to film school in LA. Okay. Yeah. I'm down there visiting. I'm grocery shopping, and there's this guy, this guy in the aisle watching me. And anyway, I found out that there's these guys that hang out to pick up girls in the aisles. So I'm trying to grocery shop, but I'm getting, and I'm like the meat. <laughs> I went back and said it was so weird because it was this, yeah. and, it, and it wasn't like. A guy that I would want hitting on me now that I want someone, but it was just like, oh my goodness, like it was yeah. creepy. It was creepy. That is creepy. That is creepy. Anyway, that that happened in in LA. In LA, I'm not surprised. It's LA, I'm not surprised at all. They try to find what they can, but I, you know, it, but but it's funny. But again, as going back to your thing, it's it is true that this generation is used to things that we're not used to. That and you're right. So we basically see how this plays out over the next ten years or so. How it's going to play out because when they hit their thirties. Yeah, so I'm just curious what that's going to mean, and then this generation coming up, what is after them? What's that going to mean to them? Are they going to be totally different? Are they going to be like back to basics? You know, I mean, I don't. I mean, I have. I'm really. I'm curious. They got me curious now. I'm really thinking about. It. I'm like wondering how it's going to happen. I just, and I just know that sometimes people get money, and they don't know what to do with it. Like they, like some of the generations, they'll they'll, 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 they'll just, it's just like water. They just like the money just goes somewhere, and they don't have any money left. And they're like, well, we didn't save any of it. You know, I mean, I, I just makes me nervous. Yeah, and I don't know what this next generation, their kids will be like. Like, are they not going to get tattoos? Right, exactly. Right, it'll be the opposite. Like, do the opposite. Like, go yeah. far, go far the other way. You know, you know, some generations just skip. So I'm with you on that one too, Anne. It's like, will they go? Will they? Will they be actually very work conscious and work out? Like, when they go the opposite? You know, I just think, you know, and there's, there's and, I, and I don't want to beat on the kids. There's some some of the stuff that they that they're philosophizing about. I kind of agree with. It's like we should be in touch with our feelings. We should kind of. Like you just said, not work where you don't want to work. I mean, like we should be doing that. Yeah, and my daughter pointed out things to me. She, I, I remember she said to me, look at your closet. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, <laughs> look at all the shoes you have. And I must have, have had 40, 50 pairs of shoes in there. And she goes, look at all the shoes. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, there's not that many in her head. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. They're like, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. 39 too many. And... <laughs> It took me to a point where I started to consider what she was trying to say to me. And it was, she was right. I have become a consumer and I think that's okay. I don't need to defend it to anybody but me, but I had become a consumer and I had to look to make sure that I was balancing my life and I'm giving as much as I am spending. So if I want to have that kind of thing, have some justification, not to the world, but to myself and make sure that I'm balancing that with um, 
So I gave my shoes away and then I bought new ones. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, sounds good to me. Two out, two in, two out, two in. That's an organizing thing. I love that. No, you know, you know and I would say the same thing. I'm, I like bags. I'm a big bag for, I'm a bag lady. I love bags. And I, one day I, there was just Michael Kors bag I wanted. And at the Michael Kors store in Century City. And I was, and I made, and I had money to cover it. Wasn't going to birth the bank or anything. And I got it. And I was like, you know, yeah, I got a bag that may be similar to it. That's from somebody else, but I didn't care. I wanted that one. And you're right. I don't have to justify it to anybody else. I wanted it. I use it. I love it. I love looking at it. I love using it. Um, but I also do give back. Also, I do give back to my community and I do stuff too. I mean, it's like, for, but it's for me. It's not for you, anybody else. Um, so I agree with you, Anne, completely. It's like, be, I work hard. I work hard. If I want something cute, I should have something cute if I want it. And I think you should too, Anne. If you want something cute, then you, then you have something you, you get it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I like that. And I saw some cute shoes there too, and I was like, I'm getting them. I don't care, I'm getting them. I'm just getting them. I'm gonna yeah. use them. And that's what it is. Oh, wait, wait, so you mentioned earlier, you have a clothing line? Yeah, I have this. Tell me everything else, about everything else, you have a clothing line? Yeah, this is um, one of the shirts. That. It's made out of a coffee bag. Oh. And actually, actually, it's called AnKM, like A-N-N-K-M underscore own it is the Instagram, but it's am.com is the website for it, but it is not actually just a clothing line. It's a platform that is used for um, promoting social fairness through fashion. So in, historically, I wrote the book called Fashion Cares. It's 476 pages. It's in the history of fashion cares and raising money for AIDS research. And while I was doing that, I worked with designers, I worked with brands to write the history, the 25 year history of raising money for AIDS research through yeah. in the fashion industry. And that got me into the fashion. And I love fashion, but fashion can really be being who you want to be. And right now, the people in fashion have an opportunity to say fairness. And that doesn't mean that there's equality. It doesn't mean that people are considering sizes only. It doesn't mean that we're uh, not being racist or we're not, we're thinking of age or not being mean to anybody. But when people are designing and I bring on other designers that are like-minded, so it's not all about me, it's about a like-minded movement and support new designers and say, when you're putting the fashion out there, think about the fabric you're using, think about how it was made, think about who you're selling to, think about fairness, like, do you have enough sizes for everybody? And um, just have a conscious effort to consider what you're doing in fashion. And that's what AnKM is. And so in that, I put my name on the School of Fashion at one of the universities, Ryerson University in Toronto. So it's now the AnKM um, Initiative for Social Impact in Fashion. And I put my name on the Youth for Change for Disadvantaged Children. It's now the AnKM School of Fashion. And I'm working with some of the major brands to put them on our platform and they have agreed. And that they are, and, and in state that they are considering the fairness through fashion. So it's an initiative that I felt at this stage in my life, I want to give back and I also want to have fun. So that's why I'm doing all these flash mobs because it's, it's just bringing a lot of people together that are like-minded and doing a fun way to post things because really people don't want to be bored on Instagram. <laughs> they want to see a fun thing. Yeah. So so you get married again and you have a flash mob at your wedding with people wearing coffee bags. It's just, it's just fun. Cause why wouldn't you just have fun doing something? I, I don't want to sit there sleeping. I'm in finance. 
I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to go and do something like accounting. Right. Yeah, right. I'll be an actuary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an actuary. <laughs> oh my God, you're hilarious. I know. I you know. I agree. And you, you don't have the same philosophy. We got to entertain. We're here to entertain. I put a smile on somebody's face. I mean, you know, you never know who makes somebody smile that day. And they see your content. And they go, that's really, I like that. Or just, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's just, that's what, that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. Dr. Ann Kaplan, you are, you're my new BFF. I am a fan. I'm a total fan. I am a fan. I am following you on Instagram now. So I'm following you. I'm going to see all the things that you're doing. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope to see you again. And I don't know if you're going to come to Vegas, but. I hope to see you again. And thanks so much for having me on your show. Yes. One of these days, yeah, but I have one of your dishes or something, one of your dinners or something, one of your cooking. Yeah, I could show you how to cook something. If, yeah, if that's something you want to learn, like those, those little squares that you get at Nobu that you yes. dip in the um, in the soy sauce and yes. the avocado. Oh my goodness, those are good. That could be fun. We could do that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. It's going to be we'll have a good time. Uh, so Dr. Ann Kaplan, she is great. Thanks for being on the show. Um, it, like I said, what is your Instagram again? Tell people what is your Instagram again. My Instagram is Ann Ka uh, Kaplan, like A-N-N-K-A-P-L-A-N, Ann Kaplan underscore own it. Okay, she own it. That's right, kids. She does. Uh, and so follow her. Follow her. Get her books. Get her stuff. Get everything. She has all she has like empire stuff. So go ahead and check her out. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. I said so. Do it. Uh, and I'm James Live Jr. And I am where all James Live Juniors are sold at James Live Jr. on all social media platforms and on TikTok. I'm on there too. Um, and everyone, please be kind to each other. Connect. That's the whole thing. We're, we're not, no man, no woman is an island. We are here to connect with each other. We're all part of the same community. And I'll see you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.